What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're gonna stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. I told him you were the Minnesota Miracle Man. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. Tommy? Was that your yawn impression? Yeah, that was a... Uh... Yeah, I like... I feel I, like you didn't commit enough. Yeah, exactly. I started normal, and then I was like, I got to go into yawn here. So it was just a disaster of a performance from me, but I just will recover. Just try, try the quote again. Let's hear your best yawn impression. Yawn. Well... Jan, yeah, I mean Hans and Jan are similar, but they're not the same. Uh uh I feel like there's a like a trigger word that I need, and I I can't think of it right now. Like one word that gets me into the character of Jan. Hans and Pfeffer and eggs. Hans well, and eggs. He made like he didn't even say that. It was uh, Charlie and uh, Bombay. New ducks. It? All old ducks. old ducks and new ducks must unite under a new banner. You sound more like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> if Arnold Schwarzenegger was like in Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, I mean, if you can beat me, I'm uh, willing to hear it. I told them <laughs> you were the real Minnesota Miracle Man. <laughs> you just sound like really Canadian. Well, it's well, interesting. The- yeah. We'll talk about it during the uh, the podcast, but I have some thoughts about the accent. Okay, let's okay. get into it. Kevin, no? Uh, no impression? I you? told him you were the real Minnesota Miracle Man. Yeah, you sound... It's not bad. Yeah, not bad. It sounded more like... Uh, I feel like like from Sanderson, from Iceland. There was a little mm. Sanderson in there. Yeah. But let's... Uh, yeah, if you have your own impressions, let us know. By the way, I do have a voicemail. I'll get to the voicemail uh, in our next episode. Uh, we did get a voicemail from Stevie Yanks a while ago. I kept I keep forgetting to play it because uh, we got some trivia and then guests and that kind of stuff. So I'll get some voicemails in, but keep sending in your voicemails. Also, want to give a special duck call to Josh Licht. Now, Josh is uh, we've had some one-time donations. Josh. He put down monthly donation. Oh, wow. So, he put down a lot of money. <laughs> and so you're going to want to donate a lot to keep up. Yeah, exactly. So Keeping up with the licks. Yeah, so this is um, officially produced by Josh Licked and a duck call to Josh. <laughs> and... Let's move on. If you wanna, if you wanna donate, by the way, there's a link in the show notes. You can just click there, donate. You can be a producer. We'll give you a duck call. We'll mention you on the air. We appreciate it. It helps keep the lights on. Uh, speaking of keeping the lights we, on, we gotta come up with a better name than just like the producers. I'll work on it. I'll work okay. It. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of keeping the lights on, though, Kevin, probably not gonna keep the lights on with your kin token investment. Mm. We haven't that's a, heard. That's what you call a great professional segue, right there. <laughs> I know. I'm getting better. We haven't heard about Kevin's kin token in a little bit here. We've had a couple of guests, a couple of trivia, uh, so we switched. Uh, we we bailed on it for a while, but uh, back in December 2016. So we're coming up on three years now. Kevin invested $300 in the cryptocurrency kin token. It has steadily fallen. Kevin, do we have a number 
today. Yeah, uh, we're down to one dollar ninety four cents. <laughs> Ooh, all time low. Uh, possibly. I don't remember. Yeah, but we are. Uh, we're approaching the zero territory. This is getting yeah. exciting. I still don't know what happens if that happens. Like theoretically, they could continue. Just you know, I don't know. Yeah, this is getting very exciting. Um, couple other notes. First of all, uh, we have not designed our new Ducks jerseys yet. Mm. We got to get Bo to design his as well. Uh, we did have a couple Jared sent in a nice uh, design. He had a couple logos, and then he had a whole jersey design. Uh, I retweeted those. I'll put that in the show notes as well. But uh, we'll come back maybe our next episode and have that uh, with uh, with our jersey designs. I'll try to get Bo to do one. But send in yours. And um, there's something else, but I forgot it. So let's just move on. Is it the homework that we're going to be giving our Quackalites? Oh, yeah. That's a good call. Yeah, that is what it was. So we had some questions about, you know, Disney Plus now. Mighty Ducks Animated Series is back. And we're going to feature it. And I was thinking maybe we do like five minutes on it. And then Tommy was like, we're not going to stick to five minutes. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to watch five episodes at a time. And and discuss those periodically. They'll just be their own podcast episodes. The five episode block. So uh, we'll watch our first set of five. And come back to you. We're gonna rewatch the the premiere. As How well. many total are there? Twenty six. So, yeah. So there's twenty six. And so and that's twenty six episodes right there. You want to do episode <laughs> by episode? <laughs> one, uh, just a one by one. I think people would skip through that pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> but we will do a full a full podcast about the uh, finale, um, just to make sure we're uh, kind of covering all the loose ends. I'm sure are in the. Uh, the series yes. finale. Yeah. So uh we'll give everyone ample time to uh to watch too before we give our uh I guess spoiler ridden uh discussions of like each quintet. Quintet <laughs> Quintet Quintet yeah. of episodes. Yeah. So uh, if you want to follow along, uh start watching those five now because I I think maybe next episode will be our first uh My Ducks animated series episode. Uh, we did have one back in the day breaking down the premiere, which was actually two episodes back to back. So uh, we'll have those two again and then uh, uh, three new ones. We'll see if we remember anything from it. <laughs> and other than that, let's move to the topic at hand here. Tommy, what is the topic today? We've got a Mighty Ducks Minute featuring one Yan. Yes. So this will put our Yan impressions at the beginning of the podcast, uh, more in context here. So we go, we, every now and then we break down the Mighty Ducks minute by minute, but we're not like Star Wars minute or any of these people that go in order. That's boring. So we just randomly pick minutes and then break them down. So this week we have minute number 165. So this is minute number 60. Or 61, I guess. So you go from the time would be 60 to 61 uh, on your uh, device. For D2. For D2, yes. And D2. So this is obviously right at the hour mark. We're sort of hitting the the low point here. And it's time to start the comeback. So uh, we open and Bombay and Jan are in 
Bombay's Malibu house. And uh, Jan is Jan is really mid speech here, so let we'll let Jan take it away. Tell them you would win at any cost. I told them you were a man who loves the game, and I told them you were a man who could teach the kids about more than just winning or losing. I told them you were the Minnesota Miracle Man, and only you could teach them to fly. So be that man. Be that man, Gordon. All right. Tommy was very excited to discuss. He said he had some thoughts. So, Tommy, just just first impressions of the minute here. Uh, first impressions, um, listening to Jan's accent, I noticed that he really kind of sells it when he says the word the. He says like the, like the, like the TH or just mm. like a D sound. But what's interesting is when he says that, he kind of says that, not that. There was one moment, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it seemed like he went out of the accent. I was wondering, like, do we know where he's actually from? The actor? Yeah. Oh, where the actor is yes. from? Uh, I can look it up. I'll, let me look it up. I'll, I'll come back later. Because I was show. curious, like, if he even has an accent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, I'll look it up. And Kevin, any, any other, or I guess, Tommy, you have any other first thoughts before we go to Kevin? Uh, yes. And that's, um, so after Jan's speech, it cuts to Bombay rollerblading, kind of like, I guess, on the beach, kind of close to his Malibu complex. And it is painfully obvious when a stunt double is in. (laughs) Um, there's one scene where it looked like it was him and it was, you know, like he did pretty well. He definitely like, he does like some kind of turn, but I remember, um, maybe hearing a rumor that Bombay wasn't the greatest skater in the yeah. world or pardon me, um, Emilio Estevez wasn't the greatest skater. Um, so I think he holds his own and what he's doing. I was paying particularly close attention. I also think it's weird that he's wearing like wrist guards. Ah, I was going to say that, <laughs> but like nothing else. Although he does have like a bandana on yeah, his like, knee. I mean, from somebody who's spent his entire life skating, is he really all that worried about falling? <laughs> you know, was, that seemed very odd to me as well. I, I think that's, I, I'm this is editorializing, but I think that's maybe because Estevez needed them just in case. Mm. Ooh, that's a good point. Mm. So Jan, actual name Jan Rubis, uh, was born in Volene, Czechoslovakia. Ooh. Yeah, so he's not Norwegian. Yeah, uh, Jan passed away in 2009. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, we can never ask him. Yeah, but. Any any other thoughts here? I have some thoughts, but Kevin, anything you want to bring up right off the bat? Um, sweet gold chain that Jan is wearing. <laughs> ah, that was going to be my first note. <laughs> Do you guys think know. it's a cross can, or just like, really a, like a little pimp bracelet or a necklace? Yeah. It wasn't like a chain. It was, you know, it was more like decorative. It looked that. like solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely noticed that. I, I noticed the wrist guards. Um, I, I do just kind of find it like... 
Bombay just like just you know has a hockey stick and <laughs> you know I mean just like sitting around like and then that's like what he did like he could have just gone out there and skated like yeah. it's not like do you think people thought it was weird if they saw him like on that boardwalk or whatever yeah like what's this like kind of like older dude like not kid skating yeah. around uh yeah I, I don't know I guess he he had a stick from like their practices and stuff like that so I assume he would take it but yeah I don't know if he needed to take it out to the boardwalk or whatever yeah and it is just like a like painfully obvious like you know montage scene or whatever you know like yeah where it's just like oh my god like you've seen this a bajillion times in other in other films maybe that's another like Bombay doesn't really know what to do with his hands when he's skating or Emilio Estevez mm-hmm. and so having the stick mm. yeah like, can help him with balance too exactly yeah like in the Godfather it's like um Marlon Brando just like grabs the cat and it's like a prop in like the the first scene um, and it's kind of like innocuous, but it becomes kind of synonymous. Like with any scene parodying it, he's like holding the cat. Hmm. That was a deep cut right there. Yeah, <laughs> from the Godfather. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point though, because yeah, it's much easier for like the newbies to have their stick horizontal off the ice or the ground or wherever you're skating slash rollerblading. Easy for balance, so that makes sense. Um, yeah, the gold chain was my first note. I never noticed it until now. Uh, but yeah, Jan obviously has some money. Uh, I think we know where it comes from, and and the gold chain sort of fits the thing. Uh, second, uh, how do we feel about Bombay's react face to uh, Jan's little speech there? I think he looks like he's drunk. Oh. Like his eyes are like really bloodshot, and he's been crying. Mm, I think he's drunk. <laughs> wow, um, he's very stoic. Yeah, or maybe stoned. Hmm. He's like bored. <laughs> uh, it was a good speech, though. You know, it was a solid. I'd I'd say it ranks pretty highly among the speeches in the in the trilogy. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it's much. It's not like a over the top rah yes. rah speech, but yeah, it does sort of hit hard. It hits you right in the feels there. I I like Bombay's react face. I thought he did a good job there uh, listening to Jan. But uh, Tommy, thoughts on the react face? No, I thought it was good too. Also, you think of um, in D three, you've got uh, Bombay giving essentially the same speech to Charlie, and of course Charlie's mm-hmm. crying during it. Um, and so I think uh, Emilio, it do, it does like it is a good reaction. Like you can tell he's like, it's hitting home to him. He's not just like waiting to like butt in or anything. So I thought it was good. We we need to compare the word for word speeches. Oh, that's a good call. Oh, um, like teach him to fly. Because I didn't like even that. think about that. Like, yeah, those are very similar. Like, yeah. do they just recycle that? I mean, no, because like Jan is more like I, I told you like that you would teach the kids how to have fun and stuff like that. And and Bombay sort of alters it to the point where it's like, oh, I told him you were the heart of the team. Like you were the center of this group where Bombay was obviously the coach above the group. So um, I will, I will get the speeches and uh, compare them, but yeah, they're very similar. Obviously the Minnesota miracle man mentioned there. So, I mean, how many Minnesota miracle, wait, (laughs) Minnesota (laughs) miracle men can there be? Uh, Well, I I mean, uh, sort of a passing of the torch, I think it goes Gordon Bombay, Charlie Conway, Bo Brower. So, 
Yeah, isn't Adam Thielen in there somewhere? Oh yeah, Adam Thielen <laughs> and then Bo Brower. So yeah, he's in between Charlie Conway and uh, Bo. So and now it's Brill. Now that he has the shirt, that's true. Steve is Brill, Brill from Minnesota? He is not. I think he he is. Uh, I think he's from the East Coast. I think uh, that's why uh, bon, or uh, Goldberg was from Philly and mm. that kind of stuff. Because uh, Brill was from Philly, but let me let me look that up as well. But uh, we sort of mentioned, obviously, very clear when they sort of like cut out to this wide shot, and then the rollerblader starts doing spins and stuff. That is not not Emilio Estevez. But how did we feel about the knee brace? Obviously, good attention to detail, but it was just sort of a cloth. Yeah, it didn't wasn't all that supportive. I mean, maybe he didn't really need one at that point. Um, you you think though? It's like every time he skates again, he wants to have some kind of like. But it, yeah, I mean, it was brace. just like an ace bandage. It like, it, like it a, was essentially like a white t shirt that was cut to look like a bandage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought that was a little gratuitous, but it was a nice detail, I guess. You know, callback to the injury. Yeah. Um, according to Wikipedia, which is never wrong, Steve Brill from Utica, New York. Mm. So there you go. Um, last thought here, at least at least for me, was obviously we don't have much talking. We just have Jan, and then we have a lot of music. Um, how did we feel about the music and, and just sort of the whole mood throughout? I did think the music was quite cheesy, but I mean, of course, it's going to be for a moment like that. Um, I thought it was fine. Like beyond that, I don't really know. I agree. It wasn't like overly moving or anything like that, but it was it was appropriate. Um, I thought it was good as well as like, you know, the sun setting on Bombay when he's mm-hmm. like skating around and, you know, like the slow piano kind of like coming to a halt. So it was good. Yeah, I agree. Good, not great, but uh, serviceable. A lot of sweet fade in, fade out. I think the music hung uh, together. So uh, any final thoughts before we go to MVPs here? Um, no, I do wonder how long Bombay sat on the bench for, you know, in his contemplative state. Um, I thought that was kind of funny too, because it's like, okay, he's not going to like go out there and just like sit there and stare out forever and then go start skating. Yeah. I feel like he would just start skating, but you know, that's a good point. Cause he has to sit out there. Then he's got to skate. Obviously. He does one of the two, or maybe both, too long because then he misses. Yeah, that's the also pretty game. fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like the fucked up part of it. It's like, what were you doing? Oh, I was skating around all moody, like what? <laughs> in my in my backyard on the basketball court. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, took a swim. You know, uh-huh. went out to a nice, lovely dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Tommy, anything, or you want to just give your MVP? Um, no, I think I'm ready for the MVP. All right. Take it away. I give it to the stunt double. Oh, and the MVP. Nice. Solid. Nice. Yeah, I mean, you can say that that scene doesn't have the same effect if it's just Bombay like slowly skating around in a circle. I like that, Kevin. I'm gonna give it to the gold chain. Oh wow! Although with a close second being Bombay's hair. Bombay's hair looked pretty on point in that scene. Yeah, he's got some good flow going. One thing uh, I I noticed too is like he does have some like. Nice blue eyes. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Good looking man, that Gordon Bombay. 
That's why Tibbles wanted him, though. So maybe we shouldn't be too surprised. Um, I, I mean, I was gonna go more straight up and give it to Jan because he gave a real like punch to the gut there. But uh, I mean, if we have to pick a winner, I do like the stunt double. Yeah, that's solid. Yeah, I did not even think of that. Or the wrist guards. I think uh, (laughs) stunt double gets best actor, and Jan gets best supporting actor. Yeah. Um, but I guess best use of props, does it go to the wrist guard or does it go to the chain? I say the chain just because it was the first thing I noticed, but I, I do like the wrist guard touch just because it was so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's gotta be the whole wrist guard and stick thing had to yeah. be like, like an Emilio. insurance thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a great point. Yeah. He would never wear wrist guards. No one ever wants to wear wrist guards. So yeah, I don't know why, uh borderline nhl athlete would wear them i think when i was a kid and i had like rollerblades or whatever and your mom's like oh where are all your pads i actually like wearing the wrist guards because i thought they looked cool when i was like seven um but now i feel like it'd be like cumbersome i just remember them being really strange like oddly shaped like they had like a u thing in them and yeah it was odd it's so like whenever you like slam your palms down your wrist isn't going all over the place i just thought it was odd yeah very odd, very strange. I don't know. Do kids still wear wrist guards, or is there something else they just let them fly? I don't know. I bet they do. What they, they do have those uh, the um, automatic inflatable helmets for bicyclists or for cyclists. Have you seen those? No. It's like I don't. Even, I don't know if they've actually gone to market yet, but I think it's some like two Swedish engineers came up with this thing. Uh, where you're riding a bike and if you hit something and you like launch forward it inflates from around your neck <laughs> and it's supposed to be like even safer than a helmet it looks like really cool because you don't notice it it's you it looks like you're kind of wearing like a bulky scarf um wait so does it know you've gotten launched forward i think it's like like uh sort like it has like a uh what's it called on the phone like a gyrometer accelerometer or, uh, accelerometer so we yeah, just like go. sneeze well, how I don't know. I don't know how it probably factors in like the fact that you're moving. Well, it, it's, some of my sneezes can get kind of control. <laughs> no, but like it would know that you're sitting there. Although I guess I don't. Yeah, he's like right. Yeah. Or like, I don't know how it's designed. Right. I like look over to my friend real quick. <laughs> yeah. And bam. But yeah. Well, I'll I'll find the you. video and and you can put it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. So Maybe that's why it's not kind of market yet. <laughs> All right, let's take um, uh, a short break. Oh, Tommy. Uh, it, though, if uh, if Emilio makes it back into D four and there's like a skating scene, we'll look out to see if he's wearing that little uh, scarf. Uh, yeah, for sure. All right, we're gonna... at D four. You guys know the the duck series on Disney Plus. Yes, we're gonna take a short break to find this crazy bike helmet, and then we'll be back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back, and we found the bike helmet. Tommy, uh, take us through this video we just watched. So I found this on YouTube, and you can just search, this bike helmet is an airbag for your head. <laughs> um, and so basically, it's a, a video of people just crashing with this thing on. And so it's like a collar. You put it on, and then they start to fall, or they're, they're falling, and then it looks like a popcorn kernel popping over their head. And it's called the um, 
Hoofding? Hoofding. Hoofding. Created by Anna Hopped and Therese Alston. And they apparently they wanted to design a helmet for people that don't like wearing helmets. So I guess everyone. <laughs> and it costs $335, according to this video. And it can only be used once. So I wonder, like, if you take it off, do you have to, like, very careful? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if you go too fast when it's in your hands, then you just waste $335. Like you toss it on the bed. <laughs> yeah. Ah, like, oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was a nice little sidetrack, but let's get to uh, back to the Mighty Ducks, I should say. Ooh, sidebar. Okay. <laughs> uh, the kid in the Little Giants, Jake, who like is over- overly protective. We almost mother. made an entire show without, without Tommy Mitchell. <laughs> and the kids wearing like all the padding. Like I could imagine him wearing that if oh, they ever yeah. remake the Little Giants. Yeah. And if they remade the Little Giants, which teams would they be based after? Patriots and Jets, maybe. Because it was like Cowboys and Giants in the 90s. Yeah, but Giants were pretty good then, too. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, maybe Patriots and Giants, just from all the Super Bowls. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, Cowboys and Giants would work, too. Maybe the Bills. Little Bill. Z- yeah, Bill. but they haven't been good. And... Yeah, who's their, like, big yeah, who? Night? Yeah, who would be the, the guys that, like, show up to, like, teach the kids how to play? Um, like Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the guys, there's so Emmett's on, like... um the the team of like teach me how to play yeah it's but like he was a cowboy i know but it's like bruce it's smith not like a, the giants was a giant wasn't he who bruce smith oh no yeah. he's a bill a bill okay. oh well yeah there you go All it right. could it just be four nfl well, players it, in that def- the bills were good then too yeah <laughs> that's true I, I think one would definitely be the patriots well the way i'm saying is like yeah. who's like a rival to the patriots giants from all the super yeah. bowls yeah. or i mean Nobody really in the AFC. Maybe the Steelers. That's why. That's why I said Jets. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not a rivalry. The Jets and Patriots. They play twice a year every year. Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go to the quack question before we bore anybody else. Uh, Kevin, what? I'll. I guess I should do the disclaimer. Uh, You guys ask us questions. We try to find the best ones and answer them. Kevin was the quack question today. So uh, this one is straight, just right in my wheelhouse. Um, this one comes from Dandy Schism, mm-hmm. who's at Dandy Schism on Twitter. Uh, Dandy's question is, would you take two bad boy era Pistons over Portman and Fulton as enforcers? And so this is kind of a Mike question, too, because he's a Pistons fan. That's true. I was casual, though. Mm-hmm. Like, um. So I, I guess we can lay out who the bad boys would. I would. It would have to be Rodman and Lambeer. Yeah, right. Bill like, Lambeer is definitely in there. Yeah, it's got to be Rodman. Yeah, yeah. He kicked a cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. amongst other things. Or was that Barkley? I'm sure Rodman did. No, that was Rodman. Yeah. Somebody spit on one of them. That was also probably <laughs> Rodman. I think Barkley did one of those. Yeah. Um, I mean, this might be like, are we couching this that the Bash Brothers are adults? Yeah, or? I think we have to like kind of suspend belief for a moment on okay. that, um, which I know is hard for people that listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're very grounded in reality. Um, I mean, I'm gonna go with the bad boys, uh, just because they were just that they, they were known as just these terrifying guys, and like with the ducks, like. Fulton wasn't even bigger than anybody on Iceland. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, for most of the time, the Bash brothers weren't doing much bashing. Mm -hmm. It was, like, really Mm -hmm. the second period of the Iceland game and, like, a couple other things. 
And so, I mean, yeah, Lambeer, I don't know Lambeer at his peak. I don't know if there's another professional athlete that's not like a martial artist or boxer that I would take in a fight. Well, Kermit Washington, oh. he nearly killed Rudy Tomjanovich. That's true. That's true. But he's up there is what I'm saying. So The trail spree well. Oh, yeah. It choked his coach. <laughs> that's a coach, though. Yeah, that's true. He wouldn't try to. Wow. Going hard at PJ Carlismo. I'm just saying, you have a professional athlete and then a coach. Yeah. Professional athlete has a big advantage there. Where if he's trying to choke another I mean, professional athlete, it's going to be different. It's probably going to take Ron Artest somewhere in there, too. But Oh, yeah. Ron Artest. Oh, yeah. Speaking of another Pistons incident. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I would take... I would take Lambeer and Rodman, uh, both for just the the rough aspect, and I like Rodman's connections with North Korea. Mm. You like them? If like <laughs> if I need a if I need something done, I got North I, Korea in my back pocket. I I go with Lambeer just because he was tough as just tough as nails, and then Rodman has that crazy factor. Yeah, you know, like you always want the crazy guy on your side. That's true. That's, That's true. A wild card, if you will. Fulton isn't going to do anything illegal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Rodman definitely will. Rodman and Lampier, I feel like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And to Mike's point about North Korea, if there's like <laughs> a, non, that <laughs> a non-government like official that you think has the best chance of helping you get like a nuke, Dennis Rodman? Yeah. Because of his connections to North Korea? Sure. Maybe? Yeah. yeah. There, I bet there's like an athlete, like a public public figure, we'll say, because I'm sure are, there's like are, are some shady motherfucker. Americans, yeah, American public figure okay. who is not associated with the government. I don't know. I think Elon could probably. Figure out. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. already got the rockets and everything. Yeah. Right that's a good point. I forgot about that. rich. He guys. has that new tank too. The nice, that oh, the yeah, cyber the, truck. That thing looks badass. It'd be fun to drive, and then definitely buy one of those. Really, De- you would definitely buy one. Hell yeah! I mean, that's the coolest car to come out. And, I don't know, 50 years. Like, wow. Because it's so different. It's like nothing else is like that. It looks like somebody on Twitter, I don't know where I saw this, said it looks like they designed it with N64, and I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Designers had a lot of fun with that on it was Twitter. very boxy, yeah. But Kevin's going to buy one when it comes out. Yeah. I'm I mean, excited. if I have the money. No, no. <laughs> none, of this, none of these qualifiers. You're buying one if when I, it comes out. If I could afford it and it was like within reason. Also, it doesn't really make sense to own anything electric in Dallas. No, no, so. just to say own anything. <laughs> uh all right, enough about Kevin's truck. Looking forward to riding it, though. Anyway, yeah, let me drive it once. Yeah. Well, okay, how about this? When my kin token strikes gold, <laughs> oh, God. I'll buy a Cybertruck. All right, deal. Um, to the question at hand, I think we brought out some points. I'm just going to sort of uh, bring them all together here. So crazy factor with Rodman, I feel like of the Bash Brothers, crazier is Portman. And I think Rodman is much crazier than Portman. So I would give it to yes. Portman there. So then you match up Fulton. You mean you'll give it to Rodman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would give it to Rodman. My apologies. And then you match up Fulton and Lambeer. And as Tommy said, I don't think Fulton's going to do much, if anything, illegal other than breaking curfew, where I can see Lambeer causing a ruckus. Well, Lambeer was feared. Like, everyone hated Kareem Abdul Jabbar in Airplane referenced Bill Lambeer. Mm -hmm. Did he? You don't remember that? I have to bust my ass up and down the court. Yeah, you tried dragging Walton on beer up and down (laughs) the court for 48 minutes, whatever. Yeah. I think, yeah, I do think, um, 
I guess one caveat, like Lambeer, like no one wanted to play against him. I would argue it's probably similar against Portman. No one would want to play against him. And he could like do whatever he wanted. Yeah. Like, and I guess only Iceland could kind of stand up to him. Yeah, I think it's the the Fulton factor that really breaks it down. Like he's a good player, but he's not. I wonder if Fulton can get a lot of calls like his way, just because like, oh, they know Fulton. He's like a classy guy. Yeah, but that's not what you want an enforcer for. No, that's true. I mean, if you can get away with stuff. Mm. Yeah, I say it's bat- the bad boys in a in a romp. Well, I think it's. A, I agree, but th- is there any other like quote unquote bad boy duo that could even like? Oh, take them as enforcers like uh, in like the history of sports I history guess. of the world <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah I mean, you'd have to take out i'm assuming like mixed martial artists boxers that kind of stuff sure tag team uh wrestlers yeah <laughs> yeah tag team wrestlers um <laughs> road dog and billy gun <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i mean i can't think of any but if the quackalites have any ideas send them our way and uh, other than that, I would also agree, just for the record, bad boys by a pretty good margin. Is there like, maybe like Bill Romanowski, whenever he was like paired up oh, with like a... He was, he was, he had the crazy factor. Yeah, yeah. he was crazy. Yeah, that's true. You can get and, like, some crazy some football, football players, guys, yeah. like Albert Haynes. Oh, and uh, uh, speaking of Giants, Lawrence Taylor. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That guy's got yeah. more than enough crazy for everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, you could pair up a couple, but yeah, I don't know, just natural, I guess, like, actually occurring duos. Like, I don't know who Lawrence Taylor's partner was and if he was any good, but that was before my time, so maybe I'm wrong, but the Quack Lights can let us know. Uh, for us, thequacktech.com, go there, contact us, at quacktechpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quacktechpod, go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us your favorite bad boy duo um go to the shop get your gear um by the way we uh matt doherty recorded his uh cameo Mm -hmm. for the winner jeremiah i'll put that in the show notes so that's out there uh you can i'll put a link to matt's cameo too he's very quick very uh responsive for that and that's it for us so remember ducks fly together ducks fly together quack quack to be